When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio, April 28th, episode number 205. We're going to talk about the MJ Doc. We're going to talk about NBA resuming. We're going to talk about Japanese poop museums and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday morning. Hello and welcome, John Boy and Jake Radio. Jake, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday morning? Doing okay, James. Uh, back, back, still doing some things back here. Back, back, back. Um, and yeah, man, we're we're doing all right. I, I mean, sneaking up on the end of April. It's, it's the twenty eighth. And you know what? I I think we're going to look back and be like, hey, kind of good job, April. I think May is going to be an insane month. May is already lining up to be the month of people either trying to rush back or, um, you know, people yelling at people for rushing back. May is going to be <laughs> fucking nutty, but uh, uh, I'm doing OK. The, again, back thing is still jacked up. I'm on steroids. I announced that officially. Um, but. Yeah, uh, uh, all in all, hey, keep on keeping on. How how are you doing, James? Tough morning for me so far. Just brutal. Couldn't wake up. So, I woke up. I've been waking up at seven twenty-two naturally last three days in a row, and it's because I have that fake sunrise on my nightstand. So it starts. The sun starts rising. It's like a one of those night lights, but it's. Fakes a sunset and fakes a sunrise. One of the best purchases. Mark it down as a, a company I want to advertise for. I will genuinely talk about how great they are. So sure. uh, until they pay me, no way. But anyway, so I naturally wake up at 720 and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I go back to sleep till eight o'clock and then I get up. I could not get up today. Just couldn't do it. And then when I got up, I couldn't open my eyes. I was like this, you know, like just couldn't do it. Mm. Like, and I thought I was super tired. Katie couldn't open her eyes either. So we could, I was like, oh, man. Definitely so felt the allergy early. bug. And I was in was bed like, at 930. Oh, uh, then I had eyelash in my eye. See how red my eye is? Yeah, it is pretty red. Ooh, don't like it. No, it's angry. So I had some eyelashes in there. Take the contacts out. Um, and it's still bothering me. And I have the light that I shine on me. And it's just like, I got to. I had to point the light away because now it's going to be a headache. Technical problems for the start of JJR. Tough, tough morning for me. Did you guys glue your eyes together in the middle of the night? What happened? We slept with the windows open and, you know, spring is blooming. So, yeah, it went from rainy yesterday and I think it's going to be nice and sunny out today. So it could be, you know, this is my allergy season for me and like the whole fucking world. So, yeah. 
It could, it could be allergies. Yeah, I got pretty jazzed up. I think one day I was able to to go to the park with with Noodle the Doodle Dog, and I was I don't know it's like my first time there in a couple weeks basically, and uh, yeah, I was definitely definitely felt the allergy bug and was like, oh, this is brutal. A, I haven't I haven't done any physical activity in three weeks anyways. Uh, B allergy season C breathing through a mask. So I did like fuck the mask 20, 25 steps in the park. And I was like, all right, I, I'm kind of not breathing. So let's spin it around. The masks are so funny because I was like desperate to go outside, you know, get out of this apartment. I'd rather be locked up in jail than experience the nice weather with a mask on. Like Katie mm-hmm. last week, I was like, do you want to go to the park and read? And I was like, we're going to have to wear the mask all the time, right? And I was like, no. Like, I hate having that. I'll do it when I walk to the laundromat, when I walk to the grocery store. But if you, but like a prolonged, like just sitting in the park with a mask on, fuck that. I hate the mask. I always have. Since I was a little kid, my parents would try to put Halloween costumes on me and masks. And right. I rip them off immediately. Like, so it's nothing new. Like, I hate having that shit on my face. It's hard to muzzle that mug. It's worked out for the company, though. Um yeah, man, and it's uh, it, it's it's just tough. It's but again, I, and that's where I think May. I mean, we're gonna see some chaos. I mean, the news is you know NBA's talking about reopening their facilities. Everyone's you know baseball's got a plan. Uh, the world's trying to open stuff, so it's gonna be this interesting push pull. The weather's gonna get better. Um, I, I think that's kind of overlooked that in New York City the past couple weeks it's been gray, but that's like a good thing uh, overall. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, hey, everyone, give yourself a pat on the back for April. I, I think we did kind of good as a society. I think May is like walk around with your elbows up. I think it's going to get I think it's going to get tough. Yeah. And then you think about all the people on the West Coast who have just had nice weather this entire time. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Yesterday, the other day it went out and it was rainy and uh, it felt like fall. It was like cold rain. And that, that for me, I was like, cool, not missing out on much. But I got to go, I got to go do laundry because I want to wear my new JJR hoodie, but I got to wash it first. Vinegar. Yeah. That packaging smell. All right. Well, anything else going on fun for you? I mean, we got a, it's Tuesday. I got the whole weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I watched Waco this weekend, um, which you and I have danced around a little bit on our different forums because we did a laughs from the past on uh, the Branch Davidians, and it's uh, I mean, it's wild, man. It's it's an interesting. It's it's based off a book some you know former FBI guy wrote. So you know, there's supposed to be a lot of truth to it, and it's like, yeah, it's a government fiasco. Um, and, and all the moving parts. And that's that's the thing. They connected it with Ruby Ridge, which I never would have done. And then you see the moving parts of the ATF and the FBI. And, um, you know, at, at the same time, you know, he was sleeping with, like, young kids in there, basically. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It was a good watch. Taylor Kitsch, a.k.a. Tim Riggins, uh, playing playing the guy so it was uh it was enjoyable but i mean it's pretty heavy i mean at the end of the day super heavy but i liked it yeah it's a good show like it's really well produced well done well acted and all that but it's it's yeah and i mean 
I think what it's a classic it's a classic case of you know they you're you, you don't know who the bad guy is and you you think you know the bad guy and then you're you're endeared to these characters but yeah it's good I'd say watch if however your schedule is for watching shows you know maybe don't watch the last episode before you go to bed but uh yeah, that that was pretty good, and yeah, we're kind of a Taylor Kitsch house right now because we're we're doing the Friday Night Lights thing still. Um, and then I was pretty, I was I was pretty tuned into the NFL draft and the Last Dance, so there's a lot of sports for me this weekend. So that was pretty good, and had a busy work Sunday, so I fought off some of the the weekend scary. So I uh, this this was a pretty good weekend for. Oh, and I started doing steroids, so my back was feeling great. So I was. I was at my peak. The steroids are starting to wear off, which is making me scared. But I, I had a good weekend. That's awesome. Well, how deep are you into Friday Night Lights? I mean, not deep. I think we're episode six or something like that. Six oh, or seven. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I'm barely scratching it. But you oh, did Waco. Yeah, we did Waco. Dude, I, I went to check my email for something pertaining to this. or And uh, it cracks me up how much baby merch we sell. We're popular in the baby community. We just got an order, like, you know, a couple things of baby merch. And then a kid named Jake just bought a Jake Sucks hat. And that always makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah, I'm doing well in the Jake community. And I mean, well, we advertise a beautiful baby in the corner of the episode of most of our shows these days. So, yeah. What's up? Big Baby David got new merch for himself as well, I saw. Yeah, I uh, jumped on the Mother's Day gift train and uh, also my brother's birthday present, which was over the weekend, but I didn't order it for him until like Friday. So nice. That's on me. I just told him I told him I got him something that's already in the mail, but I just forgot to put an order. in. I knew when his birthday was. I just forgot to like do a present. So I'm just a bad friend, but I didn't forget that mm-hmm. brother. OK, well, we appreciate it. I think each house has their sibling rules, right? Like, what are what are the O'Brien sibling birthday rules at this point? I don't. We don't get each other presents. Just yeah. Happy, like maybe we send each other. Like maybe Courtney sends us a card, but we don't. Yeah. We don't buy presents for each other. Yeah, we don't have a hard rule for it, but it's like when I remember to, I like to. Ploof is FaceTiming. I'm gonna answer this. Okay. Hey, we're doing our live JJR right now. Say hi. Hey, hey guys. Yeah. So. Am I really it's called, live? Yeah, it's you're really live. Called work. It's called work, Trevor. <laughs> Just working. How'd everything go? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Fucking thumbs up, bro. Seventeen thumbs up. Don't tell Jake though. All right. Cool. I'll see you later. Recording with him in an hour and a half. Nightmare. Um, he had a, he had a, he had a big guest on sequence. He's really excited about it. I know. I talked to him last night. He was a big jerk to me. So I'm, did he I'm not tell him? He didn't tell you who? No, I didn't want him to tell me. I, I told him, don't tell me. Oh, I'd like to know. Uh, nine figures, nine oh, figures. Big I'll tell you later, BBD nine figures. So he, so I, was, I got actually excited when he told us Joe Creedy. <laughs> yeah, Ploof, Ploof t- uh, FaceTimed me, Jake, and I didn't answer it. 
It's 9.30 at night for me, so 6.30 for him. And I just said, hey, man, I'm pretty gummied up, and I'm, like, in the dark bedroom, like, laying down. And he was like, I kind of need you, though. <laughs> tech, tech news. So I was like, all right, Katie, turn on the light. And then I was just, like, me, like, laying in bed, all high as fuck, helping Ploof out. And then he told me his guest, and I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome. So Yeah, he, uh, again, we me and, me and him are fighting. He, he FaceTimed me before that. And I FaceTimed him back. It was during my dinner. So I ignored it for dinner because I'm, you know, well, I'm married to the game, but you got to got to have got to have your walls up. So then I FaceTimed back and he goes, oh, bro, accidentally FaceTimed you. And I was like, cool. Cool, dude. And then uh, and then I said, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I'm just wondering about rendezvous for the iPhone. So you're good. And I was like, well, I've used it before multiple times. So, you know could ask me he's like oh okay think it'll work and i was like not really for sequence but um and then he, he's like bro he goes he goes bro i i got someone and then we made some joe creedy jokes as bbd mentioned um because i was like dude joe creedy is pretty solid <laughs> he's like yeah bro but this is a big one and he's and then he was about to tell me and i was like no i don't want to know um but we just we both said it, it was a nine figure person well into nine figures, and uh, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, go check out sequence. Today's episode drops with uh, Souza talking about a walk off homer hit that I think Ploof said is the hardest ball he's ever seen hit live. So, good job. Go check it out. Um, bomb, 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 bomb. I have my desk in stand up mode. It's pretty big, and I'm kneeling on my chair. Oh, so you see, I'm swiveling. Interesting. Swivel, oh. swivel got dangerous. Too much swivel. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll go back to standing. It's kind of cool because the chair fits under the desk. So I'll, when I stand, just slide the chair in there. Now I'm standing. Boom. My neck killed me all day yesterday from the way we filmed watching baseball. Yeah. Uh, kill, killed me. So we'll see how it goes today. Um, all right. Is that all? You want to go to sports? There's a lot of sports to talk about. I think so. One, two, three. Let's dance. Let's dance. Parts three and four came out on Sunday. Uh, really good stuff. Rodman, Phil Jackson. I think the expectation, Jake's expectation theory kicked in a little bit but really good stuff from the last dance nfl draft killed it this weekend the number i saw was 55 million views which again the first two episodes of last dance at six million uh so that's one of those weird power of the nfl draft or the nfl in general nba is working to return to team facilities earlier reported may 1st they pushed it back to may 8th uh for a couple of the teams interesting i heard Woj talk about it uh just, just weird stuff how the world works now. Taysom Hill, BBD's guy, he gets paid some big money with also famous Jameis going to the Saints. A uh, lot of fun there. Uh, Trey Mancini, uh, he's going to be doing six months of chemo uh, for colon cancer, which is just insane. Can't imagine. Um, and, yeah, I, I think, uh, again, I think the story from the weekend, the NFL draft, uh, kind of killed it. How did your team do next? 
I think you said 50 million, but you meant 15 or did I hear you? No, the number I saw was 55 million people tuned into the draft this weekend. That's can't be right. I think I, I have it as 15 right here. It might be 50 million tuned in 15 concurrent, but like, I mean, I don't know the number. I'm just telling you what I saw. All right. I, I pulled it up because I thought you just said, you know, you say 50 instead of 15 sometimes, different ending. It's 15 million people. I mean, I'm still going 50, 55 million. That's <laughs> the number I saw. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Yahoo Sports, sports that's what it, it has. It's over the three days, but it's, um, yeah. That's like impossible. That would be like the most viewed thing in the history of viewed things. NFL draft was the most watched in history with more than 55 million viewers over three days. Yahoo sports. All right. So I, so that's a little different than, okay. I'm just, that just number blows my mind. I like, cause that's crazy high. They're not doing concurrent. So they're not like, that's not, comp- you can't compare that to the 6 million for the ESPN. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also funny. They had 15.6 for the first night of the draft. So yeah. You yeah. Can't that's that. With- that's you can compare. And that's, that's crazy. That's still a record. Yeah. High. Th- really high. Both 50 million both. is like telling me there's a guy that's nine feet tall. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, both, <laughs> both numbers are true and both numbers are crazy in their own right. Um, and, uh, the draft was good, man. I, I think we were all, you know, whatever form you were on when you hear the NFL draft is going to do everything online. Um, you know, and with Goodell and just where everything's at and how like NBA horse went and that kind of stuff. I think everyone was cast and the draft was kind of great. You got uh, some good reactions of kids in their homes um, and it, it just went smooth. And I, the biggest thing that I always preach and it's, you know, I, I, <laughs> when, when we were tip of the iceberg and no idea what this was going to be, I want to say like three years ago, um, I wrote a draft piece and I think I, I opened it up. The first paragraph is about hope. Um, and it's what everyone's lo- loves in sports, and it's what everyone's looking for right now. Uh, so it, it, it was a good time. Good job, Niffle. Who the Broncos get? Are you happy with who the Broncos got? Broncos did good. They got a they got a wide receiver, which is always you know kind of sexy. And it's uh, Jerry Judy from Bama. He was considered arguably the best receiver in the draft. Um, and they had a guy, Cortland Sutton, break out last year, so that's a fun tandem. And then they drafted another wide receiver in round two. So it's a sexy draft. Um, Hamler out of Penn State, Jim. Deshaun Jackson. Um, so it's a, it, for Broncos fans, it's kind of cool. Well, it's cool and scary because now it's all on Drew Locke, their quarterback, and um, <laughs> again, I, I don't – it's it's less than a coin flip that that story ends up well, but hey, they're they're giving them a chance, and that's that's kind of all you ask for. Um, and then nice. yeah, I guess qu- quarterbacks are normally the story. Tua goes to Miami, as kind of everyone is leaning to. And then some the people thought they the would trade up, trade up to grab him. They didn't have to, right? No, they uh yeah, and there was some smoke screen stuff before the draft. We talked about that with Bobby a little bit, but uh. Yeah, they got their guy. And then the other story, I don't know if you talked to Brother Brett, but uh, the Packers drafted a quarterback. Saw that. And uh, it's tough, man, because, I mean, dude, Rodgers is 37, which is also one of those, like, whoa moments. Like, oh, shit. Um, So I've watched his whole career. So that's cool. But, uh, 
Yeah, man. And they, you know, they passed it from Favre to Rodgers. And when you hear Rodgers is 37, but dude, there's also been some stats coming out. They, they never drafted a first round, uh, like offensive player to go with Rodgers, like the whole time he's been there. Um, so now all these other stats have been leaking out. That's like, they showed, they had all the, you know, all the quarterbacks, you'd know, is like Manning breeze, all these guys. And it was first round picks. They've thrown touchdowns to. I retweeted it this morning and it was like crazy. Like Manning's got like, you know, 200 breeze has 150, something like that. Aaron Rodgers has one touchdown pass to a first round pick. And it's like, yo, give that guy help over the past 15 years. Yeah. He hasn't needed it a little bit, but could go a long way. Yeah. It's like the double edged sword. Like you kind of get what they're doing. He's so good that you don't need to give him that help. Oh, I've, I've got the numbers now. Breeze 104, Brady 105, Manning 293, Favre 127, uh, Rogers one, Roethlisberger 69, Marino 84. But when, when, and then the guy is Mercedes Lewis, who was like, uh, end of his career tight end when he did that. So, um, and I don't know, I think that's, uh, it's going to be interesting. We still haven't gotten the Aaron Rodgers reaction yet, and he's been known to be a little diva-ish. And I think the funny thing is, if he divas the right way, I think people are going to be on his side for the first time in a while, which um, his, uh, his PR team's got to be talking about that right now. Yeah. Is the quarterback they drafted good? Does he have any promise? He's, like, really talented. It's kind of uh, like he's got Mahomes arm like he can throw really crazy and stuff like that and he's got good feet but he was kind of bad last year but they lost their whole offense so it's a it's a project which again make there there's a world where it's you know six years from now they've got another 10 15 year quarterback and then you're saying green bay's had a good quarterback for 40 years um while the bears like haven't had one so sorry bears fans but um, so yeah, uh, time, time will tell a yeah, question from the chat here. Mike Clark says, where does Jake stand in the NFL leaned too heavily into tragedy debate? Yeah. I mean it, when you get into the point of like, it becomes comedy that every draft pick happens and you're like, okay, let's, let's hear it. Um, yeah, I, I think so. At the same time, I mean, I think one of the more controversial ones was one of the players had a uh, a mother who who fought addiction for years. I and saw she's that now, one. She's now clean, and everyone had the tweet out that was like, "Man, ESPN, why are you putting that out there?" And then the player tweeted out, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm really proud of my mom. <laughs> like, uh, I'm I'm fine with this." So, but again, that, that almost goes back uh, to the ESPN point. should not have done that though. I, it's awesome that he's proud of his mom and, and he can do it. But I mean, so many, the amount of people that see his amount of people that see that stat and then see his tweet is different. And it's, it's just bad by look by ESPN. It's just a weird thing that, you know, they had production meetings and were like, Hey, let's, let's show their, you know, the lowest moments of their life kind of, but um, I don't know for that one again, like he's, he's proud of his mom. So it's okay. Um, it, it's just a fine line you walk. And then dude, like some, some of the stories, it, it really is a tight rope and ESPN went too far with it, but there was another guy that did the story and like his, 
his uh his dad drowned like they were on a boat together and his dad saved his life but his dad drowned and then his brother got struck by lightning so you're like holy shit um like this guy has been through some stuff um so, so I, I, they, I don't know it's it's really weird because that is an important story like if you're it's almost in a in a weird way it's almost more appropriate that if you're telling us about these guys like that's the story of his life, not the fact that he can run a four five forty or whatever. But I pre I appreciate that, but the way they worded it, like mom, Camellia, fought drug addiction for sixteen years. I thought she died. Yeah, That's, they didn't. They left it. Is she still fighting? Like they left well, it. She like was it, in, she was in like the picture with them. No, not on the graphic. Not on that graphic. Yeah, so it should say like overcame drug addiction. <laughs> Yeah, you, know? you got to word that a little better. Um, and yeah, I think that's what e- ESPN, like the the story I just referenced, it might have been Yetermatos, it might have been someone else. Um, but yeah, I think there there are these guys that have crazy stories that need to be told. Some of them, I, I, I don't know. Like in a nice way, we don't necessarily need everyone's tragedy. But at the same time, uh, again, think about what we're talking about. ESPN went into this knowing that they were going to basically put on a production all online. They've never done this before. They're preparing for the worst that they were like, Hey, let's get as much information on these guys as we can, just in case we have to just cut to Trey Wingo and talk about players. So I, I kind of get the all around scope, but yeah, it was, it was too much. Yeah. Um, didn't they like open it up? Like I didn't watch it, but I just saw a couple of tweets. Like the first 20 minutes was just all about Corona and people were like, this is supposed to be an escape. Um, They were, uh, the draft is tricky. Cause it's, I, I mean, there's a lot of nothing going on. I mean, there's 10 minutes between picks. Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was too crazy again. I, maybe I was just too excited to see sports, but, um, I I don't know. End of the day, it's a giant win. Never never mind the views and stuff like that. But the the production went pretty smoothly, and I I think they're gonna take stuff from it, like the the live camera shots at a lot of the guys' houses. I I didn't like that idea at first, but it went really well. And I who knows how if it was them managing that on the back end, it probably was. But um, the the only thing that sucked is like Goodell was on the screen so so much, um. And he's not a guy that's like an on-screen talker. <laughs> like he announced every pick through the first three rounds and he would do his, come on, Seattle, get loud. And then he turned and announced like, Roger, like chill out. Seattle fans wearing their 12 jerseys at home, just cheering oh, yeah. for their picks. Screaming. Oh, oh my God. What's get the loud. decimal reader? What does it say? <laughs> I explained to Katie about that today because I, I, we, she heard us or me say it somewhere. And I was like, yeah, they wear the number one selling shirt is the 12 and it says fans. And they like, they're like wearing their own Jersey as if they're part of the team. It's the number one selling thing. And I mean, Katie, who's not into sports at all, just said like, they're not embarrassed by that. And I was like, no, it's so embarrassing and they have so much pride in it. Uh, it's like, they're like, no, we really make a difference. She was 
I was glad she understood. I didn't like try to guide her there either. She was like, that's weird. And I was like, yes, very, very weird. It's, it's odd. It's their cult. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best NFL selling Jersey, but Seattle Jersey at some point, it was the best Seattle selling Jersey. at some point for sure. Yeah. When that, when it became a thing, definitely. Yeah. It was like the number one selling was the fans. <laughs> so pathetic. Uh, last dance. Last dance, last chance. Was that Bonnie something song? Anyway, last dance is awesome, man. I, I, I know like we were, I was saying that the timeline was jumbled and stuff. Going into these two episodes, I was like, all right, give me that jumbled timeline. I'm ready for it. So it didn't phase me at all. And I didn't follow this team. I was living in Australia. I was nine years old. So like all these stories are pretty much new to me. Um... I knew some of the Dennis Rodman stuff, but like the 48 hour trip, Jordan going to get him from Vegas. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's, it's awesome. Like, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah and that's uh, I mentioned Jakey's rule of expectation. We came into the first one expecting a documentary on the 97, 98 season. <laughs> and then they jumped around all over the map and it was like, okay, this is still cool, but this is kind of not what we thought. We came into this week and we kind of knew that it was going to be the Rodman and Phil Jackson episodes and they did their whole thing and it was awesome. And, and, uh, I, the stories around it and this is, you know, it's my uh, sports is the best reality TV show. I mean, Rodman, he was homeless. He worked at an airport. He got a crazy growth spurt. He got an opportunity to play on Northwest Oklahoma state community college or whatever it was. He dominated, went nut job. He ends up on the bad boys pistons. He ends up going a little nut job. And yeah, I I mean, as I know BBD's proud of me. I, I sunned Bill Simmons online the other day because he came out with his hot take. Why why is why is Rodman been interesting for the past 25 years? And it's like, dude, if if you can't put it together, then I can't help you. Or if you're trying to zag that hard. Like, I I don't follow Simmons. Is, is that is he that kind of guy, or is this like a one-off, contrarian, force contrarian talk? I think they were looking for a kind of zag on the fact that, like, it he. I think he opened he he like tried to save himself, and he was like, you know, if if you're just interested in the hair and the partying, you know, what are you doing? And it's like, no, dude. If if the hair is the first thing you mentioned, then you've lost. Like the the hair isn't it? Like. It's a nice, fun detail, because I'm sure if you turn on the screen, someone's going to be like, hey, that gentleman dyed his hair. My historian um, brain loves his hair. I mean, like, it's... Like, as a it, fan it, to... to a yeah, as a fan to reflect back, like, um, our, we went to this game, he had green hair, and then you could go figure it out. Like, it's just another research tool. So as a history major that likes to research things, I love it, because I'm like, oh, shit, he's... You can find where he was in in past, but just by his hair color, instantly recognizable. And again, there's so much else to the story. And then people were chiming in. I mean, he pushed. He was an early guy to push gender barriers. I mean, he uh, and and then you know for like Simmons to play the partying card, it's like, well, look at Gronk right now. Like you, you look at any player that parties. Look at the '80s Mets. Like yes, those those things speak to people to a degree. But even if you took him away, the guy's one of the best rebounders and defensive players of all time. Um, 
And the fact that he had to be reeled in by these two historic coaches. And when he wasn't like, he wasn't that good. And, uh, that, I mean, the that one Gordon, quote, the one quote, you don't put a saddle on a Bronco. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and again, that's, uh, that was Chuck Daly who, uh, he coached the dream team and bad boy Pistons and that stuff. And then, I mean, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, Dennis Rodman, and Michael Jordan. I mean, that the conversations in there and the different thought processes are so, so beautiful Um, (laughs) that. And I mean, that was so good. Like when they and again, shout out, like you're saying, shout out to the people that put this documentary together who were getting some heat for the jumpiness. And I think these episodes were a little better anyways. And maybe that is just the Phil uh, and Rodman effect. But, uh, man, like when they handed him the phone and they're watching and it's like, hey, MJ's. What, that was video awesome. MJ? That was so yeah. good. I was like, that that is I, a step above like regular documentary because now y- we get the reaction video within the documentary. I w- it's like a yeah. really good documentary tool that I haven't seen used often at all. Like that was really good. Yeah, I feel like it was. it's almost from old documentary standards, it would be viewed as like, lazy or bad format but it's like no this is perfect like this is exactly what i want and you just see scotty's watching it with the big smile because he remembers it uh (laughs) rodman knows what's coming phil knows what's coming and you know we've all done this with our buddies before and you you forget how how close that these guys were so um and obviously i mean the vegas story is all time and then hey phil jackson man i mean (laughs) his story (laughs) that was that was where the pivot point happened where, you know, you're making fun of the jumpiness or, or, or society was making fun of the jumpiness. We, we were as well, but, um, you know, Phil Jackson, it's like, yeah, he was, you know, grew up in Montana to, to two religious parents goes to the Knicks. Now he's coaching on an Island town and the governor shot someone and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> um, Phil. So it it's great. It's great. And the birth of the triangle. The birth of the triangle, busting out that that old coach, and again, tying in Jerry Krause in kind of a good way, pushing things that direction. Uh, the Doug Collins part was also really good. <laughs> what, what was that play call? <laughs> Give it to Michael and get the fuck out of the yeah. way. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that do- doesn't get much better than that. And then I, I think my the only other thing is they did some of the the bad boys piston stuff. Cause that was the team the bulls had to overtake to kind of start their dominance. And, uh, it's the whole Isaiah Thomas thing. It's, it's been huge in basketball since it's happened because he, you know, talent wise, he should have been on the dream team, but he pissed off Michael. So Michael boxed him out. And then they did the whole, <laughs> they show Michael the video and he doesn't give in. Um, I, Isaiah Thomas, there's, there's some, conglomerate of people that want to give him love and it's like let's think of what's actually going on here did michael jordan keep him out of the dream team kind of for being a bad sport yeah how how about that's okay how about nah, we tell kids I how about we tell kids be a good sport and that won't happen to you i agree with that but i agree with michael every step of the way besides the blocking him from the dream team that kind of sucks hey um I, I mean, it does, but shake his hand. Like Isaiah Thomas just has this, him and Magic Johnson have this, hey, like if, if you can crack a big smile, you can get out of anything. 
And like Magic Johnson's Twitter got exposed because it was the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened in society. He kind of talks um, like that in the doc. Yeah, and I, Isaiah Isaiah Thomas, like uh, again, like Isaiah Thomas has done some bad guy stuff. He he got like let go from the Knicks because of some sexual harassment stuff, and they had to pay out like eleven million dollars. And then at the same time, he came back later in life, and he he was part of the New York Liberty, like. Uh, front office so it th- this guy just he he has a lot of leash and you know he's he's the hell of a basketball player and that stuff but at the same time like I don't know man uh, I'm sorry you had to be the example but you made a decision and like sorry dude yeah the whole team did it too so it wasn't just him but well th- that's the funny part Isaiah Th- well actually no the guys on the court didn't so they they interviewed John Sally who was on that team and they tried to pull him out. Um, and he said, no, I'm not subbing out of the game because he knew they were going to do that. So, like, players players yeah. knew what was going on. And, like, Bill Lambeer, who was the enforcer on that team, like, <laughs> it was funny because they cut – they, you know, they've been going through the, the whole wash the past couple days. And Isaiah Thomas gives this whole speech where he's like, if i known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have done it. And it's like, yeah, that's the whole point when people make fucking mistakes, dude. And then they cut to Bill Lambeer and go, he goes, no, no, I, I would do the same thing. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, uh, you know, you, the, the decision was made. It sucks, but you did it, dude. You did it. All right, let's go to half. Long sports section. A lot of lot of stuff going on though, with the last dance, the draft, all that. Um, did we miss anything? NBA is like kind of coming back, but it's fake. I don't really care about that. And yeah, that's not really anything yet. The Trey Mancini news. We didn't get to that. It's very sad, unfortunate, and wish him the best. Yeah. <clears throat> get get better, Trey. Um, the Jameis Winston stuff's kind of cool, man. Um, a guy that's gotten a bad rap through the past few years. He's like willingly taking a backup job and he's going to go in there to work. And was he turning down starting jobs? Um, well, normally when there's quarterbacks in this position, it's either, you know, there, there's a couple teams out there where you could definitely compete for a job or, or you kind of wait for whenever training camp is. And if there's an injury, you sign with that team. But, um, yeah, it, it overall, it's, it's kind of a, a good move by Jameis Winston, which, not a lot of people have said those words over the past five years or so. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, well, so Mike Marino in the chat asked thoughts on Lamb taking his girlfriend's, taking his phone from his girlfriend. That clip went viral. Why she grab his phone? I mean, if I'm if I'm grabbing someone else's phone, I'm up to no good. I'm being a pest, yeah. doing something annoying. Anyone who grabs it out of my hands, you have the you have the correct thing. So. It's a quick uh, grab. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm with him. I don't think quick it means – I don't think it's – whatever. Don't grab other people's phones. Yeah. People were taking her side. It's like, don't don't grab other people's phones. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was a good – it was a good, good moment. There was a couple moms that were pulling girlfriends out of the way in celebration. That stuff. was good. I saw that, like, don't come in here. That was funny. <laughs> that's that's – uh, yeah, that's one of those. Well, it, it becomes a really good mom moment in hindsight if if you know they do if that one isn't the one necessarily. Uh, it becomes you the know, one I saw looked bad, 
Yeah, the one I saw didn't look like a girlfriend. It looked like another relative was coming. And mom was just like, you're not. Like, you know, she like, to me, it was like, you know, the camera's on. So auntie's going to come in here and try to get on camera. And yeah. Like, get out of here. He's crying because he just got drafted. Well, there is a few. Yeah. There is a few. Um, BBD, do you have a fruit grade for the first half? Uh, I'll, I'll call that uh, a gray path. There was okay. a lot of stuff I liked and I could have, I could have gone for some more, honestly. A lot of small bunches of gr- juiciness. Yeah, lot going. What on. was the fruit? Grape. Grapes, grapes, grapes. Yeah, My eye grapes. is killing me. I can't like. One of my look favorite up. parts of the of the CD Lamb thing. Uh, one, it clearly has good hands, so yeah, uh, good drafts up. But uh, that girl he was dating, there was they did like some internet oh, yeah. sleuthing, and she dated Trey Young like two years ago, and he was still at Oklahoma. Oh, I and, saw that. And he like that. tweeted about it and they're like, bro, this is your ex-girlfriend. Maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> yeah. Saw that. I, I, I killing me. I guess I guess sit here and <laughs> we're a mess, man. It hurts for me to look at the camera on the computer. You can't open your eyes. Yeah. Pets heads are falling off. I actually think I want to do the second half in the dark and just give my eyes some rest. Go we dark. Got, Try it out. We got, oh, we got like four more hours of sitting here recording shit. So hold on, let me turn this light off. You guys say stuff. It's so funny. BBD, I don't know if you saw this, but they're, they're doing like a New York flyover today with the blue angels. Mm. Um, oh, I did see that. And it, I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. Like flying over the city. I'm sure there'll be some cool pictures and stuff, but uh, Keith texted that to us kind of excited. And I was like, damn, that's that's going to suck. We're supposed to be recording then. <laughs> and like, Katie and I really want to... Do you want to push it? We're only doing half hour with um, Plouf. We can start at 1230 for because for, they start at the George Washington Bridge, which is... we. Katie and I live there. Right. So like... Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Because, yeah, I'm picturing... I'm thinking that the bells and the horns might come out too. People are going to be screaming. So I told Katie... To I told Katie, go... You should go go watch it because it's i mean we would have a fucking great view of that get on the plane yeah i was in um an apartment in chicago in like i don't know 2001 2002 my dad's boss he had this fucking expensive ass apartment in chicago the walls were like three feet thick which I didn't understand, like make thinner walls and you're fine. But I guess it's sturdiness and soundproof, whatever. But we went there and sat on the balcony and we're like a hundred stories up for the blue angels. And those fuckers were twisting sideways in between the skyscrapers had to be pre nine uh, 11 had to be pre nine yeah. 11. Um, Cause I don't think they could do that to people post. So I'm going to say it was 2000. Um, and we were on the balcony and dude, the whole fucking balcony rumbles i was so scared i mean i was probably 10 years old but yeah they were weaving in the skyscrapers in chicago like sideways it was the loudest fucking it felt like an earthquake it was scary two things a we did the celebrity softball game they did the flyover flyovers are undefeated yeah um it was it was it, it kind of blew everyone away like yeah, yeah, no yeah. one was excited for it and then it was cool and then dude i went on the hike i did the 114er i ever did and we're on top of the mountain and these Air Force, because it's it's out in Colorado, they were doing these Air Force drills with the F-16s or whatever they are. And they were coming in below the top of the mountain and then coming up. 
and like we were on the mountain. It it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. That's awesome. Sounds scary, but awesome. All right, let's go to the second half. Six o'clock, time for the news. Japan's. Japan has opened a poo museum online. It offers turds of visual fun worldwide during stay-at-home period. So go check that out. In a possible medical first, breast implants deflected a bullet and saved a Toronto woman's life. A Virginia senator blames Canada for his extra moist microwave tuna melt and library books have been rearranged in size order by the cleaning crew. (laughs) That sucked. Uh, And a Mustang driver said he didn't stop because he thought the troopers wanted to race him. Ooh, okay. Um... The cleaners rearranging the library books, as you saw, by height. I mean, that's a mm. fuck, fucking nightmare if you're a librarian. Classic case, yeah. Like, we have a full system here. <laughs> Cleaning. <laughs> I know this is going to shock you guys, but we already do have a system in place. Well, they were not just willy-nilly th- thrown about. I mean, that's, that's fucking... You know what? Part of me would be, if I worked at this library, part of me would be very much like, hey, I'll rearrange that because that is you throw some podcasts on and you just get to work doing busy work with your hands and you can still like listen to things. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that from time to time. That's uh, that's tough. And you know what? I, uh, I, I'm going to defend my guys here because I get it. Like if I'm, I think if if you told me to organize a group of books, I'm probably going to do it from biggest to smallest. Yeah, I think because right, right now my books are just thrown about. But when I move places, I have two suitcases full of books I bring with me because I always go and open them as I'm doing on the morning show. Um, And I do it by height, I think. But... Katie and I are planning on getting like a big bookshelf. Like eventually I want to have a, a study in my, when I'm have a home and shit. And I think I want to do it by genre, but then within the genre, maybe height. Okay. Cause it looks nice. The library is handling this. Well, it says, uh, it looks like the libraries will be closed for a while. So we'll have plenty of time to sort the books out. The cleaner is lovely and does a great job. It was an honest mistake and just one of those things we should never want to feel bad about. So, I mean, yeah. that is a classic librarian response, but it's it's also correct. But at the same time, like, yes, you're, you're right. That is nice and well-worded. But at the same time, you can't go anywhere else with it. Oh, these guys are dicks rearranging our books by size. Like, clearly no malicious, uh, nothing malicious behind this. Yeah, there could be. It's a funny prank. Like, I think this should be a senior prank at some point. If high school kids did it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's funny. Uh, The mean librarian, that's kind of fun. If there is a mean librarian, yeah. 
Were there mean librarians? I feel like that's a that's like a stereotype, like a strict librarian. But I think all librarians are nice people. I feel like Pomparog had one nice and one mean. Couldn't give you a name. Okay. Huh? Oh, I couldn't name any of my librarians. I BBD. Can can you name a librarian from growing up? Uh, yeah, we had Mrs. Schlegel from like first through like third grade. Say a real name. Thomas Sally came over from, she was teaching third grade, but then she like, I think did maternity leave one year or something. And then when Mrs. Schlegel retired, she nerd Schlegel's Uh, not a real name. You've made that up. That is her real name. (laughs) I promise. Um, (laughs) in high school, very nice. Mrs. Thomas Sally was scary. My high school, Jake, in California. High school in California. Well, I only went to one, so I can only speak on one. But I went to Pomparag in Connecticut, which was super strict. 99% of kids that graduate from Pomparag go to a four-year school. um, Regarded as one of the better educational high schools in Connecticut. Correct, right? I don't know if it still is. At our time, it was. Yeah. I I mean, for a public high school, it's, it's a really good school. Yeah. My school in California was the biggest amount of bullshit I've ever been to. I TA'd for the library and got full credit. Mm. And I just walked into the library and said, do you guys ever have TAs? And they said, um, well, we're not teachers, but we could use help. We've never had one. Let's sure. see if you can do it. So I went to the counselor and I said, hey, the libraries need a TA. I'd love to do that. And, and then... They said yes. So I invented the new position, TA. For, I was pretty pretty smart. And then I all I did was sit in the library and organize like papers they would give me. Yeah. And that was full credit of high school. Innovative. So it was awesome. People would just come in and like chill. So I, spent, I, I don't remember the library librarian's name though, but they liked me. Damn, you, you TA'd in the library and you can't give a librarian name? Yeah. Well, they didn't, they put me in a separate room. So I wasn't like hanging out with them day in, day out. I get, you know, those like study rooms, they would just put me like three binders worth of stuff. And like, can you rearrange these papers? And then I just (laughs) rearrange papers. Sure. (laughs) Full credit. It's good stuff. Uh, the next story we have here is that Japan's poo museum opens online. I mean, this is a website that we can just go to the Unku museum reconnects you with your poop and takes your mind off the crap of social distancing. I kind of hate it already. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm poop is pretty near and dear for me. Um, you've, you've seen me poo in a trash can, you know, I, when I have to poo, I've got to poo. Um, and uh, it's kind of been, it's part of the story of my life. Like, you can't tell the Jake Storielli story without covering the, the chapter of Pooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, for anyone that I, needs uh, the visual when Jake pooed in the trash can, it was one of those tall, rectangular ones. So in order yeah. for him to get in there, he had to stand, <laughs> he had to stand on the bench in the boys' uh, uh was that dressing room? What's it called? Locker room. Locker room. I was blanking on that. Yeah. So, and uh, I mean, all the baseball team was just standing in like a circle watching you. And you were. Yeah. T- times were different, huh? 
I remember yeah. someone took a picture of it, like early, early yeah. cell phone camera. Early. Uh, well, this was 2003 or 2004. Um, no, 2003. Uh, 2004. It was Four. the end of freshman Spring. year. And the reason Spring you did that is because Tidge and I beat you to the toilet. So so everyone so everyone can feel like they were there. It was spring 2004. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it went back even before that. I mean, I've got my story. You know, I peed during the mile run when, when if we were playing pickup basketball in some park, sometimes sprint into the woods and just do it. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll go anywhere at any time. So I was thinking about this and I was like, you know what? I get it. Poop Museum, there's some novelty to it. Doesn't seem like a sustainable business. On myself, you know what? If you put this near like a good brunch location, I would check out the Poop Museum. You, you'd have brunch, you have it's, a couple It's drinks, online only. And that's what killed me, Jim. Yeah, okay. Uh, because I, I, I think this could have been something. Because I think it's kind of fun, you know? You see... Get you scientific with it. It's like it's like clouds, you know. There's different types of clouds that do different kind of things. You do that with poop, um, you know. You have a couple world record holders, and it's like, yeah, went went out to brunch, checked out some poop. LOL. Um, I think there's something there. Not into the online poop thing. Yeah, yeah. No, online sucks, but I think if you go, if you build a poop museum like a brick and mortar shop you just do like you can do animals too like compare an elephant shit to a mouse shit that sounds fun sounds fun sure yeah i mean dude the animal poop exhibit would be great right do some dinosaur poop i don't know i don't know about if that exists you just guess just a guy dude, guess. anything with dinosaurs you just make it up who gives a shit it's like ross from friends like just Who's in, gonna fact in his, check in his office like this is probably what dinosaur poop looked like show me that it didn't look like this yeah can't disprove a disprover classic that saying laugh part no it's a classic saying i was just telling everyone that you can't disprove a disprover so We'll move on. Uh, Jake, we're moving on. Uh, this lady got shot in the boobs and her um, her breast implant. Oh, my God. My eyes are killing me. Her breast implant saved her life. So how about that? Makes sense to a degree, right? You got some padding there. Um, I'll also say this, though. I mean, there has to be a breast implant that's been hit by a bullet that wouldn't have been hit if they didn't get an implant. Does that make sense? <laughs> Crazed it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, this took place in Toronto, Canada in 2018 and saved her life. I guess, you know, this happened not with a breast implant, but with a pocket watch. I, I probably told you this to my grandpa, my great grandpa. I think I've heard this tale. Yeah. I used to have the bullet and the watch. It was hanging on his leg. And it would have hit a main artery, but it hit the bullet hit the watch, and he didn't have a scratch on him. Um, and my my grandma, my great grandma, had the bullet and the watch, and I was going to get it because I had loved history and stuff. But then she reconnected with her second husband's long lost son, and he got it because it was his dad and my step great grandfather. So I got nothing. 
Yeah, I think once I told you that that was a family story that they told you to always always have hope and that God's looking down on you. I think you got mad at me. That what's that they fake told the bullet story? Yes. Oh, but it was real. Like I yeah. ha- I held the watch and the bullet and he got a purple heart for it. Yeah. So he was a sniper. Kind of cool. Which was very rare because he was from the inner city. And a lot of snipers were country boys that, you know, shot on their farms and hunted. So it was sniper from the city. Kind of watch out. That guy's, what's he been shooting, you know? Sure. How'd he get so good? Uh, the Mustang driver. Oh, let's do this uh, t- tuna fish. Virginia Senator blames Canada? For his, what does this even mean? For his extra, extra moist microwave tuna melt? I don't know if I can click that. I have it on the screen here, but like, well, I don't know what it means. I'll, might be a speed read. Virginia Senator Mark Warner standing behind the culinary creation that alleges, that he alleges is a tuna melt. The department lawmaker posted a video on Instagram walking people through his old family recipe that involves slapping huge blobs of mayonnaise on white bread, topping it with undrained canned tuna and processed cheese and heating it in the microwave. He's since had to face scorn and disgust from his colleagues, his constituents, and even his own children. He is part, here's part of his conversation. What? So he he was like trying to connect with people and was like, this is how you make a tuna melt. And he just made a god-awful, disgusting tuna melt. And people are like, yo, dude, you're gross. Like, now I think differently about you. And I'm with the people. Mayonnaise yeah. on bread and then the tuna right out of the can and then into the microwave. That's not how you make it. T- tuna melts are delicious. Like, I, I'll eat a tuna melt when the time's right. But, yeah, that's gross. I mean, he just added himself as a disgusting person. At the same time, I kind of do like the pivot. Like, this, this, it backfired. You love a good backfire. And so this guy said, what should I do? Blaming it on Canada. Yeah, I didn't get to that part. I know what'll get, I know what'll get me out of trouble here. These Virginia folks hate Canadians. Dude, look at this. I mean, he just straight up. He didn't Ugh. spread the mayonnaise onto the bread at all. And then he's taking the tuna straight out of the can onto the bread, then put cheese on top, then melted it. I mean, that's that's how they you would make that's how you would make a tuna melt if you were in prison. Yeah, I don't I'm uncomfortable. That's I think like he he's blaming Canada in that he calls this like a Canadian style tuna melt. No, it's just a disgusting person. He's like, tuna that's melt. how they do it in Canada. So that's why I, that that's where I got doing it this way from. No, you just probably were raised by gross parents and then you made gross sandwiches because they taught you. Probably long line. Like he could blame his parents. This is how my dad always made it for me. Tuna melt was my dad's meal. Like if my mom couldn't cook us dinner or lunch, my dad was in charge. 100% of the time we were getting tuna melts. He was good at making them. Got to have an ace in the hole, man. Mustang driver said he didn't stop because he thought the troopers wanted the race. I mean, a Minnesota man was arrested last night in Elkhart County after officials said he led Indiana State Police on a high-speed pursuit because he thought they wanted a race. 
25-year-old Musab al-Hussein al Hussein, was clocked by troopers going 120 miles per hour. The Red Mustang was chased for 25 miles with troopers throwing stop signs twice before the pursuit ended. Kind of a funny joke to say. I thought you guys just wanted to race. Just thought you pigs catch up. Yeah. I, uh, this, 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 there was a, someone was at our beach house. They brought a significant other, brand new boyfriend. I didn't know anything about him. So I met him for the first time and I was like, he was asking me what I do. I was asking what he do. I thought he was like out of college, you know, 20 something because the person that brought him was out of college and 25 or so. So I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I've been thick Jersey accent. Classic dumb guy. Yeah, you know, I've been getting into racing. Uh, just try my. That's my goal. I want to be a, a race car driver. Like, oh, cool. Are there any tracks in this area that, like, you know, you practice at? And his response was, no, no, no tracks. But, you know, you stopped at a red light. You give a guy a little zoom, zoom. And uh, kind of what I do. And I was like, oh, so you're not a racer or anything. Well, and then he was 18 years old. So. Yeah, that makes more sense. But it was just the fucking funniest delivery. Like, no, I don't go to any uh, official tracks or nothing like that. I just stop at the red light, uh, you know, look at a guy, give him a little zoom, zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? Flexed on him a little. <laughs> what? A, so was he 18 dating a 25-year-old? Uh-huh. Wow. I'll tell you, I'll tell you more after. Secrets. Was he hot? He... Um, dude, he was like your classic underdeveloped 18 year old kid, like our height, skinny, but there, there was muscles, but it was because he was just skinny. 18. Yeah. Yeah. So like, no. And then dumbest rocks. Well, he's a racer, so. (laughs) He's a race car driver. That's what he wants to be. He does what he does. You do what you do. Keep it moving. (laughs) Ah. I couldn't, I, I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. It's crazy. But anyway. Little zoom, zoom, baby. Little zoom, zoom. <laughs> oh, crack me up. All right. I think that's the show today. Wish me luck with my eyes because my right eye hurts. I'm getting like an eye headache. We got a lot a lot to do. But uh, all right. That, that's the show. Goodbye. Forever. And I got to play the outro song and I'm flubbing that. See you later. See you tomorrow. Be back tomorrow with another episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. Hopefully technology works better. Hopefully my eye feels better. Jake, fabulous show. You look great. Nice hat. Nice shirt.